the stripped-back version of golf came back with the first PGA Tour event in Texas, for many Edgar players, well, they're just getting back to the game. This week's episode of Edgar's Golfer's First podcast has a new feature called Send Us Your Swing, so more of this later. We also talk with the head of Edgar's development team, Mark Taylor, who will give an update on how we are progressing with the Confederation of Irish Golf, one of the countries who took advantage of enrolling in the Edgar 8-step development programme, which we launched in January with the support of the RNA. As always, we play a short clip from this week's Ping Profile, which starts with the party feel from DJ Spurler, better known to the Edgar players as Cristiano Balanda from Italy. So let's get to episode 13 of the Edgar Golfers First podcast. Over the last three months, Edgar has accelerated our coach education offer and has been creating resources that help coaches develop their knowledge of coaching golfers with a disability. Today sees the launch of season one of the Edgar How I Play series. Until now, we've prepared four seasons, each of which have six players. I'm very grateful to the 24 players who have taken the time to share their perspectives on how they play. The Senders Your Swings initiative builds on this learning programme, which we have made available to some of the game's leading organisations. If you would like to send us your swing, then all we require are two recordings, one from the front, that's face on with the camera pointing towards your chest, and one from behind the player on the target line, down the line as we call it, with the camera on that line which extends from the target and through the ball. Please send your recordings to playgolf at edgargolf.com. All entries to the programme will be entered into a draw to receive a virtual consultation with Edgar's Head of Development and PGA of Germany professional, Mark Taylor. Last week, Edgar's Head of Development, Mark Taylor, gave an update on how we are working with the Ukraine Golf Federation. In the second of four reports, Mark explains how Edgar is helping the Confederation of Irish Golf, the CGI for short, to prepare for an event in 2021 and to help develop the knowledge of their staff working in the disability space. Hey Mark, fantastic to be back with you again. It's two weeks since we spoke about the Ukraine Golf Federation and now we'd like to talk about one of the other Edgar members that we're working with, which is the Confederation of Irish Golf. I know you've been working with them quite closely. Yes, Tony. Thanks again. Good to speak to you. So uh, part of our eight-step development plan, we have the four countries. And um, obviously during the COVID-19, we've been working virtually with some consultation with the Confederation of Golf Island, or CGI as it's commonly known. And uh, yeah, we've been making some good progress there. So uh, happy to have a chat about that. I think there's basically been a, a kind of a focus on two things particularly, and perhaps a couple of others which we'll talk about, but certainly the, the, they've got an intention to do an event in 2021, so I know you've been talking a little bit about that. I think you've also been back a little bit as to what Edgar does, how we do it, and how we can perhaps help them to try and develop more golfers in Ireland. Yeah, the the first consultations that you and I were, were present with the um, CGI were sort of to identify, well, where did they need some support? They've already got some work going on there with hubs, community projects linked to golf clubs. Coaches have been trained, I believe, and that they're delivering some good work over there. So we didn't really need to explore that in too much detail 
the main focus was looking around, well, let's create an event. They wanted to, to have an event in Ireland, a world ranking event. So we gave them some information around the tournaments, how they look, the badge agreements, um, what the world ranking process is, what the facility needs to look like. So I gave them some information on a, um, an accessible facility audit, which gives them an opportunity then to um, research their golf clubs and find the most suitable venue for this planned or proposed event in 21. And, and that was one of their key year ahead of that event that we can bring some of the development initiatives and the event together to showcase disabled golf in Ireland. To your second question, they also required, they thought it was a good time, a good opportunity to showcase the benefits of um, disability golf to their, to their staff. So as opposed to training the coaches or volunteers or other external bodies, it was really around giving the staff um, some information on Edgar, what we do, who we are, what our mission is, and how we can hopefully assist federations in every facet of disability golf uh, and really take some of the, possibly some of the workload off them. I guess it's a bit of a shortcut for them, really, in, in, in so much that, and that's for all federations, that if you go to somebody who knows what the, what, what the landscape looks like, then it becomes relatively straightforward to, to, to take that and model it for yourself, because I think it's important to explain that there is no kind of cookie-cutter approach to this. Everything's different. Yeah, absolutely, Tony, 100%. The, every federation is different. Every landscape is different. I mean, they have, in Ireland, 14% of the population are disabled. Um, they We had some of the working group from the Disability Forum from Ireland on the call as well, on the training as well, and they said there was a huge opportunity there and um, it, it was quite good to get those different needs and, and for us also to hear, get some feedback from the working group, which, which was formed of people with varying disabilities, that we can structure our program to fulfill their needs as well. And um, I, I think the use of our, our advocate program is going to be extremely beneficial and uh, in, in that country in, in driving golf forward for people with disabilities. The, the advocate program is going to fill potentially some of that void that the federation may have in being able to deliver, being able to get hands on, being able to go out to the communities. Again, pending COVID-19, also we have an opportunity with the advocate to utilize that particular individual, that resource and, and access a wider reach in the community. And that advocate or will be able to pick up a lot of the federation work and assist in in creating that first touch and, and getting those first participants. And then as we move further up the participant pathway, hopefully as everything comes together, the golf clubs will also be ready to receive them at that next stage. So it's a fully rounded approach and the advocate does play a, at the moment more than ever, I think, a, a huge role in that process. Sounds like good work, Mark. And we're going to speak about one of our other member organisations. So that'll be Poland or Lebanon. Now you can decide, yeah. you don't have to tell me right now, but tell us exactly what you're doing with one of those two countries in a couple of weeks' time. Thank you very much for your time. We appreciate it. I'd love to, Tony. Okay, great to speak to you. Have a great day. Every fortnight, Edgar publishes a ping profile, and this week we share the story of Cristiano Bolanda from the Lombardy region of Italy. Here's a short excerpt from a recent interview. For 10 years, Cristiano, under the pseudonym of DJS Burla, was on stage behind a console, influencing the vibe for hundreds of revelers as they danced the night away in clubs and events around Europe. 
Cristiano new music and the power that a single track has to change the atmosphere. For me, the music is very important because it opened my mind and gave the possibility to reach more people. I stay behind the console and the people dance. At that stage in his life, nothing could compare with the buzz of mixing tracks and making music that would connect others and bring them in harmony into one big family, at least for a few hours. Cristiano loves being around people and with 52 family members, He's in his element, and yet it could have been so different. Born with Focamelia of the right leg, Cristiano was put up for adoption by his biological parent. For six years, he stayed in the orphanage of Don Guanella of Lecco until the Bolanda family from Bergamo came to wrap him in their home and their family. Their decision that day in 1980 was life-changing for Cristiano, and his new prospective parents could have instead have adopted a girl who was blind. It must have been a hugely difficult and emotional decision, but Cristiano's parents decided to adopt him as they felt sure they could take him to the hospital, arrange a prosthesis and help him live a good life. What would have happened to Cristiano if their choice had been different? If you would like to read and listen to the full story, then please visit www.edgargolf.com forward slash profiles and search for Cristiano Bolanda. So all that remains for me to say is I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Edgar Golfers First podcast. If you'd like to know more about Edgar or keep up with what we are doing, then you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook at European Disabled Golf Association. On Instagram, we are Edgar underscore golf. And on Twitter, we can be found at Edgar Golf. All of us at Edgar wish you good health, stay safe, and we hope to see you on the golf course in the non-too-distant future. <laughs>